Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 248 and it is Tuesday, April, Tuesday, August 3rd, 2021. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, aka the showstopper, the headliner, the icon, and the main event. And with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Giannetti. You know who you really are? What? You Otis. How am I Otis? Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. Listen, listen. I was a former Money in the Bank winner then. I'm a two-time 24-7 champion. Two-time, two-time. I have a funny catchphrase. Tucky. Oh, yeah, he got released. No, he didn't. Tucky, he got released. Yeah, but yeah, but you saying Otis. Oh, yeah. Tucky, yeah. Uh R.I.P. Heavy Machinery. (laughs) But yeah. They had a good thing going, too. They was hilarious. They were. They had. They had a decent thing go, going, but uh, you know how WWE does. Um, but yes. Uh, uh, speaking of wrestling, uh, shout outs to Kyle, Kyle Chapman of the UWO podcast for that wonderful uh, gif that he sent in the Codex UWO chat this Fuck morning <laughs> of um, in superimposing my face on Shawn Michaels and superimposing Carl's face on Marty Jannetty in that infamous uh, classic um, heel turn in which Shawn Michaels threw Marty Jannetty through the barbershop window. Uh, that was that was golden. That I had a really good chuckle out of that. So of thank you, you sir. <laughs> and sure. also, yes, yes, thank you. And uh, yes, also uh, another shout outs to UWO for their three year anniversary. Man, like it, it was just crazy. Like I'm just on Facebook, and then my um in my Facebook memories yep. came up, and then next thing you know, I'm just like. It put it was like my post of you know introducing them. I'm like, mm-hmm. holy shit! It's three years. Happy three year anniversary. What the? Fuck? Yeah, yeah, man. I can't. Yeah, I can't believe time flies, man. Yo, for real. Yeah, three like. years, and and yeah, it was it was a it was a mighty mighty cool show. So definitely check out their anniversary show. They were they were live on uh uh, what was this stream? Yeah, really on Facebook. Uh, StreamYard. They were live on StreamYard as well as Facebook Live. So they had some guest appearances as well live on their show. So definitely check it out for some cool uh, uh, discussions, some cool wrestle talk. You know how we go. Um, also, scrolling down, uh, what's up, Dina? Dina's hey, in the Dana. chat. Yep, Dina in the chat of Crafty Canto Cuts, who, who creates all of our Codex Prime merchandise, which you can get as well. So, yes, uh, as Carl is sharing the episode, uh, we got some things to talk about, some things uh, to review, some nerd stuff. And we got another retrospective uh, this week as well. Um, yeah, man. Uh, how, how's, how's life been, Carl? How's, how's life in your world? Yeah, it's been okay. Yeah. It's been okay. I've been busy. Mm-hmm. I've been very busy. Um, this sat, this past Saturday, I was actually DJing at a uh, poetry read I don't even have like the oh, actually I, I can get it okay I'm just kind of all over the place right now mm. yeah ooh poetry like, like spoken word yeah nice yeah it was actually pretty fun yeah poetry at the south side uh, event over, that was held at the south side cultural uh, center mm-hmm. and you know it was an open, open mic with the featured artists and it was hosted by Akeem Lloyd who was just cool as hell my apologies to the oh my god man listen to this yeah 
So the main thing that they needed from me, like one of the main things that they needed from me, other than you know DJing and stuff, yep. which is cool, I got to DJ whatever I want, nice. so no oh. trap. <laughs> okay. And and they loved it. Nice. <laughs> they needed me to have a mic. Okay. My cordless mic kept kept cutting in and out of their poetry. I felt so bad. Oh man. I'm like I apologize to every artist. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I ordered a new mic right then and there. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're like, you can't you, you can't control tech. It's fine. Mm-hmm. We may do. There wasn't a lot of people there and it was socially distant, so you know, they were still able to um, you know, project their voices and everybody was able to hear them. Nice. But I still felt I still felt bad. But it was like a re- it was a really cool experience, you know, so mm. praying I get another one. Uh big shout outs to my cousin uh Kobe Dennis for actually uh, helping me get that gig and I mean, like I said, and like I said, big shout outs to Akeem. Our food was provided by uh, Paquettes. Okay. Community shop over in uh, over on Smith Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garden and Eve and one of your favorite places. Oh, uh, what's that? Apsara. Nice. Okay. Love Apsara. Yeah, it was free to the public, you know, sponsored by the Rhode Island Foundation. So I had a good laugh at that part. <laughs> nice. Okay. But yeah, it was an overall fun show. Um, big, you know, big ups to Akeem again for just, you know, you know, hiring me. And yeah, it was fun. It was tons of fun. Nice. Um, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to like talk and like share at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, while I finish this up. What you got? Yeah, got a, I got a, I got some things uh, uh, to get into. Uh, got a couple movies. Um, I also have uh, some video, some video game talk as well. Um, Hit me with the video game talk. Yeah, man. I finally last as of last week, I finally beat uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. What the? Fu- yeah, you can tell you're on vacation. Yeah, so I logged in over sixty five hours in this game. Um, so I, f- I finally finished the the main the main story story and um, you know once I once I defeated the final boss the game actually brings you back to um, your last save file before you fight the main boss mm-hmm. so you can actually still travel the world in the game you can travel through Hyrule and finish any side quests and discover other shrines and whatnot um, it's a massive uh, undertaking of a game like i i discovered there's 120 shrines in the game i discovered 75 of them i maxed out my stamina meter i discovered the master sword which is a link's signature weapon in the series um yeah i i uh i traveled high and low uh, across uh, all across hyrule there's still plenty of uh, areas that i haven't discovered plenty of side quests i haven't even gotten gotten to because there's so many um, but yeah, man, this this game is lives up to the hype. It lives up to it lives up to the, all the pra- all the universal praise it received. Insane hype, you notice the insane hype. <laughs> no hype, hi- hype is hype is, is something it? else. But this this lives up to the universal praise that it received. Um, this is definitely the best Zelda game I've played. Really? Yes. Over Ocarina of Time. Oh yeah, over Ocarina of Time. This is a this is a modern classic right here because the way what nintendo did in 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 creating this open world zelda experience and giving you the tools to do basically whatever you want um in the game you can can go to any dungeon or or any shrine or any location from the start of the game there's really no restrictions um yeah man this this game this game is definitely um a great example of, of what an open 
open world, open ended game should be. Um, whereas, like you know, pre- previous Zelda games, uh, they're traditionally linear, but this one is like a whole new paradigm shift uh, in the series, huh. and it's still still my favorite game on the Switch. It's how many Switch games you got? What four? I got uh, five, well, five physical copies, and then because the, the Nintendo eSale, they have a lot of interesting games on like, for super cheap. So I got like five more off the Nintendo eSale. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, like the the Nintendo eSale, like they, they even have some like old school arcade beat 'em ups. Uh, like there was one that I there was one that I bought and 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 played through called Night Slashers. I don't know if you've heard of that one. Mm-mm. Yeah, Night Slashers. It came out in 1993. It was uh, by Data East, you know, one of those old school uh, game developers. It's like this beat 'em up game, which which is horror themed. It's got a surprising amount of like, you know, shocking, you know, gore for for a time. Like when you, it's like it's a beat 'em up game like where you you fight you fight zombies and and other vampires and whatnot. But then every time you you defeat an enemy, they they collapse into or explode into like bloody bony gooey masses and i'm like oh wow so this is what a 16-bit game well it was an arcade game which came out in 1993 so it was like basically like a, a year or two after mortal Kombat. Oh, okay so i was like oh wow this is actually pretty startling yeah yeah no, mortal Kombat was 92 mortal Kombat was 92 so mortal Kombat was 29 years old yeah so yeah um yeah, I got I got that. I got a couple of like uh, independent games off the e, off the eShop. Uh, yeah, and you know what co- you gotta get, you gotta get Retro Mania. Retro Mania. I saw that on the on the eShop. It's a pretty fun game. Okay, it's like a, does it play like the old school like WrestleFest? Yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like I I think it was like twenty thirty bucks. It was about yeah. I think it was about thirty. Okay. Yeah. Um. I know that like. I, I know it's like it's like a retro retro wrestling game, but it has like a like a modern roster. Like I know Nick Nick Aldis is in it. Nick, uh, it's a short, it's a very short roster. Uh, yeah. Nick Aldis, the Road Warriors, the Blue Road Order, um, Tommy Dreamer. Tom, excuse me, Tommy fucking Dreamer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I can't can't think of who the other one is. Okay, but. But yeah, um, I mean, if it comes down in price, I might, I might give it a look. See, um, is, is it like kind of like button mashing? Just, just like the old school. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 literally like if I was playing uh, WrestleFest. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember. Damn, I remember that game. I remember that in the old WrestleMania arcade game, which came up before it. Yeah. Yeah, those were the days, man. <laughs> All right, I'm just so you're looking up uh, the retro yeah, media? Yeah, it's not on Wikipedia, sons of bitches. Uh, okay. Look, I yeah, but uh, but yeah, uh, Legend of Zelda. Uh, played that. Definitely a, a great game. Still my favorite game on the Switch. Um, I also beat as of yesterday Super Mario Odyssey. You definitely are on vacation. <laughs> yeah, this you are no pants all week. <laughs> Yep, no pants, no drawers either. But um, I also, <laughs> but I, but I also, but this, this game is uh, considerably shorter. It's about like like ten, eleven hours. Um, but definitely a great, a, a great, great platformer. Um, if you've played any any classic Mario game like Mario sixty four, Mario Sunshine, Galaxy, then you can definitely get into Odyssey. Um, this is um, my probably my second favorite game on the Switch. I mean, the 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 platforming is 
fine-tuned so perfectly like you really can't it, you can you can't really find um platformers that are as smooth or as crisp as a a super mario odyssey or, or a mario title but definitely a really fun game um th- there's definitely a p- plenty of post-game content mm-hmm. so i'll definitely d- dive into it um whenever i decide whenever i decide uh Whenever I finish the other games I have in my queue, but yeah, finished Mario Odyssey. Definitely a great game. Um, Actually, I pulled up the roster. It's uh, Nick Aldis, Matt okay. Cardona, Nikita Koloff, Jeff Cobb, Brian Myers, Coke Cabana, mm-hmm. Tommy Fucking Dreamer, Zack Saber Jr., Mike Bucci, Austin Idol, Blue Meanie, Big Stevie Cool, Road Warrior Animal, Road Warrior Hawk. Nice. Okay. Nice. Nice diverse roster there. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Right. Hope- I think there's there should be more coming because I remember hearing like a lot of wrestlers like signing up to uh, be a part of that game. Nice, yeah. Okay, so yeah, uh, yeah. Besides that, um, let's see. I also watched uh, you know weeks ago Love Death and Robots Volume Two. God damn it! I've been so forgetful lately. No, it's it's all right. Like um, I can, I can tell you some of my favorite episodes in this series. Uh, uh, in the in the series, um, like uh, or season rather, you know, um, uh, Love, Death, and Robots uh, is the it came out this past spring on yeah, Netflix. May, yeah, on Netflix, um, there's about eight episodes, so it's a bit shorter, um, but it's definitely worth watching, especially if you like the first one. Um, uh, some of my favorite um, episodes in there is um, autom- automated customer service. It's a cool one. It's about this old lady who uh, gets becomes terrorized by her um, automated cleaning robot, um, and then she calls the 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 helpline, and then they're not helpful. They're actually making the problem worse. <laughs> um, there's one called Pop Squad. Uh, that one was interesting. It has a very very dark premise. Basically, like the world is overpopulated, and like 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 the uh, all, all of like the upper crust of society, they live way above in like the skyscrapers, above the clouds. And on the ground, you have like poor people who are basically having kids. But if they have kids, that's illegal. So you know, if you have kids and we got an overpopulation problem, that hence the name Pop Squad. Oh damn! Yeah, it's pretty, pretty dark, pretty dark. Um, there's also one called uh, I think Life Hutch. I think that's the one with Michael B. Jordan. I, I, I was, I swore I saw him in the trailer. Yeah. And then I'm like, is that Michael B. Jordan? It looks like him. I'm like, oh yeah. But I love the first one, so I wanted to see it, and I just never got around to it. Yeah, yeah. That one was that one was uh, was remarkable, if only for the uh, the quality of animation, where the the and the CG was so lifelike that at several points I couldn't tell if I was watching real footage or hmm. CG of Michael B. Jordan. So that was actually pretty very well done and there was one, one interesting one called uh, the 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 downed giant the downed giant or the drowned giant rather um that one was um directed by tim miller and um it was based on a short story by jg ballard and it's about this giant human that's just washed up on a beach and it's dead and then like it's it's really it's just really interesting like you, you just have to watch it for yourself how it unfolds okay. i thought that was i thought that was very well done but yeah um yeah, Love, Death, and Robots uh, season two. Um, there's definitely a little bit of a little less robots, but but it definitely lives up to like the love and the death themes. Oh, okay. Um, definitely worth watching. Some quality animation. Um, yeah, I I, I I definitely enjoyed it. So yeah, well worth well worth a look. Um, I also watched a couple of movies. 
um, this past weekend. Before you get into that, could I just say one thing? Yeah. You called it. What I call. Marvel's What If series yeah. is actually canon to the MCU story. I'm Nostradamus. IGN tweeted it today. I was like, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, I knew it. Okay. But yo, he fucking called it. Wow. So it's definitely the multiverse. So we're seeing like multiverse oh, this versions. Shit, this shit is going to be interesting. Mm, okay. God, I love the MCU. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Um, Maybe maybe, maybe there's a multiverse where Thor The Dark World is actually a good movie. Um, But... But yeah, that, that's fine. Yeah, that that that, that actually, that's actually pretty dope. Okay, that this that that definitely unlocks some possibilities uh, for the main a MCU. Shit ton of possibilities. Like, yeah. I can't. Ooh. Hmm. You know. Okay. I got I got I got some got some thoughts some thoughts about that. But we'll, we'll see how it unfolds. Um. What when is what if coming out? Uh, August. It's literally like around the corner. Oh, nice. Yeah, and speaking of Disney Plus, I, I really do have to finish Bad Batch. I gotta get back. Yeah, me too. I'm three. I'm three episodes behind. August eleventh. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely um get into like the first episode. Like, are they just airing the episodes weekly, or is it gonna be? No, all I think it's batch? gonna be weekly. Weekly. Okay. I love how they. I love that Disney Plus does that. Okay. Yeah. Like it just brings back the feel of important appointment television, and it brings back the conversations. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and I like the fact that it's all standalone uh, stories too per episode. Well, yeah, my yeah. what if I'm like wait what and I'm because th- I'm thinking about the conversation stuff. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my old friend Aaron. We we talked throughout this entire MC. <laughs> yeah, we talked. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm looking at the comments here before I get into my movie reviews. John Haponic says release the air cut of Suicide Squad. <laughs> That's not going to happen. In fact, David Ayer disowns uh, his Suicide Squad 2016. Does he really? Yeah, he said that. He said that. Yeah, it's it's not a good movie. Yeah, Dave, even Dave, even David Ayer. Well, it was mainly because of like studio interference, and he didn't create. He wasn't able to bring out the vision that he wanted. And yeah, and and basically, like twenty sixteen Suicide Squad was embarrassing. I mean, when you got a pop locking supervillain, it's like you, you got nowhere to go but up. So, so and and the, and the new Suicide Squad comes out this Friday. So and ninety eight on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Oh, ninety-eight percent. Okay. Yeah, I actually saw, and I actually saw a TikTok of John Cena dressed up as peacemaker, as peacemaker, mm-hmm. just chopping it up with Miro. Oh well, there you go. All right. So ain't this a bitch? <laughs> so yeah, man. Um, yeah, I got a couple movies to, uh, recommendations. Mm-hmm. Uh, first is a documentary that's available on Hulu. This one is one of my favorite films of the year. I love this film so much. It's called Summer of Soul or When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised. And this was directed by Amir Questlove Thompson. And this is a this is an extraordinary documentary which uh, which is which spotlights which spotlights the 1969 Harlem Cultural Festival, which was a series of concerts which which took place about 100 miles away from Woodstock uh, in the same year. Um the the amount of footage that we get of the Harlem Cultural Festival was extraordinary because we saw because this documentary is comprised of musical performances by such legends as Stevie Wonder, Mahalia Jackson, Nina Simone, The Fifth Dimension, Sly and the Family Stone, Gladys Knight and the Pips, um, 
man, uh, the Staple Singers, and, and so many others. Like this, this is an extraordinary uh, uh, documentary, and you see all of these wonderful like legendary black artists perform on stage and you see and 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 the documentary is also interspersed between their their footage and like people who were there so like you know people who talked about their memories of attending the 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 Harlem Cultural Festival like they could smell like you know afro sheen and like fried chicken and like barbecue you know like basically like you know basically we 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 lived up and down the neighborhoods and we're like hey you know our mama would make us some chicken wrap it up in some foil and say yo go have a good time and it was great yeah, I found the Wikipedia article of the festival itself and mm-hmm. the Fifth Dimension, Abby Lincoln, Edwin Hawkins singers, yep. George Kirby, Olatunji, mm-hmm. uh, Max Roach, Mahalia Jackson, Staple Singers, Herman Stevens and the Voices of Faith, Reverend Jesse Jackson and Operation, Breadbasket Band, Stevie Wonder, David Ruffin, Chuck yep. Jackson, Gladys Knight and the Pips, Lou Parks Dancers, Mongo, Santa Maria, Ray Barreto, Cal Tager, mm-hmm. Herbie Mann, Harlem Festival Calypso Band, Nina Simone, B.B. King, Hugh yes. Mala- Ma- Masakela, Harvin- Harlem Festival Jazz Band, Miss Harlem Pageant. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, this this was like, and, and, was, and what's so remarkable was that um, the footage, pr- until this documentary came out, all this footage was buried. It really? was yeah because for some reason like Woodstock I mean obviously Woodstock got all the praise all the all the cultural relevance and uh you know and, and all this but the Harlem Cultural Festival um it was just basically just it was filmed and it was just buried because like I guess the producers of the documentary or or of, the, or of all the footage at the time they tried they tried to sell it to networks and nobody was interested nobody was just interested in all this footage I'm like well racism I mean, racism is a bitch and yeah. also also, Woodstock took all the all the cultural um, uh, attention, yeah. Um, but but yeah, Summer of Soul. It's an extraordinary documentary. It's just black excellence personified, and yo, if in and I know you as a as a, mu- a huge music buff, like you'll definitely love this documentary. You have to see it. It's on oh. Hulu. Um, yo, this is one of my favorite films of the year. Like, if you love black music, if you love great music, period, go see Summer of Soul. In a way, I'm kind of glad that it was buried. What? Like, I'm not going to knock Woodstock because Woodstock was what it was. It was a cultural phenomenon at its time. You know, I'm not going to take that away from it. Mm-hmm. But for it to be buried after all these time, after all these years and then resurface at a time like this. Yeah. I think it was well worth it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say so. And like, uh, yeah, this, I mean, all this footage is like 51 years ago. Yeah. yeah. And man, it's like basically our parents or grandparents generation, you know, uh, you know, my parents, or, our like parents, kids. my our, parents were kids. Yeah. Like, so, you know, like if, you know, there are plenty of people out there whose parents probably attended this very festival and they're like, yeah, I saw all these acts live and yeah man it's, it's it's just amazing like it's like you're right there and like you see like the full sets of like their of their music and if you go on spotify like there's uh there's like the official playlist and like other similar playlists as yeah. well definitely worth watching um summer of soul or the revolution will not be televised yo quest love take a bow this is the documentary of the year man yeah, i'll call john Apo- john apodic just asked sorry to interrupt yeah but um he just asked did you have a favorite performance or a moment from the doc 
Oh man, um, definitely. Well, one was Sly and the Family Stone. I really enjoyed their performance. Um, Mahalia Jackson, man, like, yo, even even though I'm not I'm not religious, uh, but yo, I felt that performance. Like when you see the legend singing, not just singing, but singing on the stage, and because you know Mahalia Jackson was uh, uh, Martin Luther King's favorite singer, mm-hmm. and when you see her just you know just singing her soul out on the stage, it's like man that's an experience man just this is like the next best thing to just being there and man like like i said you can you can you can try to you can try to suppress uh uh black excellence if you want to but you cannot stop it ultimately and yo this is this is just amazing did they mention that they had a 50 year anniversary of the of the harlem Culture yeah festival? they had a 50 year anniversary festival uh in 2019 nice okay um, yeah, it featured Talib Kweli, Corey Henry, Alice Smith, George M. Muldrow, mm. Kenyon Harrell, Freddie Stone, George Spanky McCurdy, Nate Jones on bass. Mm. And damn, yeah, man, yeah, a whole bu- a host of others. Yeah, I, and hey, I'm glad that glad that happened because maybe that was maybe that helped spur uh, getting this documentary made. But yeah, man, it's on Hulu, uh, Summer of Soul, uh, well worth watching, especially if you're a huge music fan. I know you'll appreciate it. It's incredible stuff. Mm. Um, I also, uh, another movie, I also went to the theater again. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Yep. I bet you made sure that it was early in the morning and nobody was in there. Uh, I did, but uh, there were several people in attendance, so I did keep my mask on. Um it's uncomfortable. Um, I got yeah, you know, I get used, I get used to it. Yeah, but I saw I saw an extraordinary movie which just came out. Um, I and I gotta say, like next to Summer of Soul, so, Summer of Soul is my favorite documentary of the year. But this movie um, is my new favorite movie of 2021 so far, and it is The Green Knight. You know something? Yeah. You know, Furman and the crew went to go see it Friday. Okay. And I'm going to read you the text that Furman sent me. Okay. All right. Because this is the opposite of what a fam squad movie is. So I want to hear what Furman had to say about The Green Knight. Yo, I just finished watching The Green Knight and Vic might come at the theater. (laughs) It's his type of movie. (laughs) Well, um, I did not not, uh, reach my peak uh, in the theater. Um, as it were, um, but I but I very much enjoyed the Green Knight. Um, the Green Knight. It's a it's a new movie. It's a dark fantasy movie, um, produced by A twenty four. It's directed by David Lowry, who directed such films as um, Ain't Them Body Saints with Rooney Mara and Casey Affleck, um, the live action ver- a remake of Pete's Dragon for Disney, okay. um, and also a Ghost Story. Uh, as well in 2017. Uh, the Green Knight, uh, it's based on a, a 14th century Old English poem, uh, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Um, and uh, the film stars Dev Patel, Alicia, Alicia Vikander, Joel Edgerton, uh, Sarita, Sarita Chowdhury, uh, Sean Harris, and Ralph Innocent. Uh, Ralph Innocent, who has that distinctive booming voice. He was also in The Witch and also uh, Game of Thrones. Um, the Green Knight... It's um, it's what it is. It's a uh, it, it's a very interesting uh, uh, take on the um, Arthur, Arthurian um, 
legend, legendary poem of the same name. Mm-hmm. Um, and the film stars Dev Patel as a Sir Gawain, um, who's the nephew of King Arthur. And uh, and in, in in the in the film, the film begins on this uh, this gray Christmas morning. And you know um, you have um, Gawain, and you have um, his 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 uncle Arthur. You have Guinevere, and you've got the Knights of the Round Table. They were chilling, you know. They're having a merry feast. All of a sudden, who shows up at the door? Who rolls up? Uh, who rolls up uh, unannounced? The Green Knight, who's like this half tree, half man, uh, clad in armor, and he's riding on horseback. Basically, think of what if think of a uh, Groot, but he, what if a, what if Groot was swole? Then you get the Green Knight. And so uh, the Green Knight issues a challenge to anybody, any one of the knights. He says, okay, if any one of you can successfully land a blow on me, then one year hence, I, I, will, I challenge you to come to the Green Chapel where I reside. And I will return the same blow that you gave me right here and now. And so um, all the all the all the knights are like, hmm, I don't know, I don't know about rolling rolling up against the Green Knight, but then uh, Gawain is like, I'll I I'll I'll take you on, and so, you know, he uh, he he so Gawain he he he's prepared to do battle with the Green Knight, and the Green Knight instead he bows his head, he exposes his neck, and he's waiting for Def, he was he's waiting for Gawain to deliver the blow, and so he does, he chops his head off. So Gawain chops the Green Knight's head off, and then the Green Knight no sells it, you know, like it's nothing. He's laughing. He picks his head up casually. He gets back on his horse and he says, "One year hence," and he rides off. And so uh, a year passes, and then uh, the, uh, Christmas is approaching. And then Gawain's like, "Oh man, yo, I gotta, I gotta meet this challenge." So Gawain decides to go off on a quest all across the land to the Green Chapel where he will. Uh, you know, uh, meet the Green Knight and uh, you know meet his meet his challenge and take the Green Knight's uh, blow in return. And uh, the film the film is extraordinary. First of all, it's it's def it's it's uh, it's it's slow paced, so everything is all, it's all about mood and atmosphere. The cinematography is absolutely gorgeous. It's like gray shadows, and it's like it's just so. It's just so stunning, and it's, it's just transfixing. Like I, you're hypnotized watching this film. Like every shot is just so beautifully composed. Like from wide shots of like uh, Dev Patel r- r- walking, riding through the countryside, like a former battlefield with all these dead bodies around. There's one scene where he meets a a, a ghost played by Aaron Kellyman, uh, who was in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, you know, she plays she plays a spirit that uh, that has an interesting problem. Um, Alicia Vikander plays two different roles in the film. It's a uh, it's definitely yeah it's definitely a, a a very interesting and just a very uh, engrossing take on on the Arthurian legend. And you know, Dev Patel man, he does some mighty fine work. He does a lot of great acting, a lot of like wordless um, glances. Um, like he's like a lot of like interior work that he does uh, in his performance. Um, Alicia Vikander. Um, she plays two roles. She plays his his lover, um, who's who's basically like his, his side piece, and then um, he, she plays another uh, another character who he meets later on. Um, the 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 score uh, the score is actually very well very well done. It, it definitely adds to like the oppressive mood uh, of the film. Uh, the score is done by Daniel Hart, um, and the cinematography was done by Andrew Draws Palermo. Uh, yeah, this this film is is absolutely 
beguiling it's hypnotizing it's it's definitely a, a dark fantasy that's that definitely will stay with you like it, it's a film that definitely asks a bit of your audience of its audience where it's all about mood it's all about watching the main character you know travel throughout these like interesting um environments and locations and interacting with these people different people he comes across um yeah and it is definitely it definitely warrants a bit more of your attention but but it's it's well worth it i really enjoyed it like if you're looking for something like super that super action packed like something like game of thrones-esque then it's not really that type of film but if you want if you want some atmosphere if you want something that's artfully done if you want something that's you know just absolutely unique the green knight is it this is this is the type of movie that i go to the movie theaters for like a24 a24 is like one of the best studios that's putting out great work like they put out Her- uh, yeah midsummer Her- yeah midsummer oh, hereditary uncut gems adam sandler's uh best movie in years since punch drunk love uh, um let me see moonlight so many great things from from a24 man and the green knight man i can't wait till this comes out on blu-ray like i will scoop it up um Hopefully Criterion can get its hands on it because it deserves to be on the Criterion collection. It's that good. Uh, the Green Knight, um, yes, it's it's my my new favorite movie of 2021 so far. What did it all beat? Uh, it beat One Night in Miami. Okay. Yep, back in January. So uh, so yeah, man, it's it's definitely a great film. I highly recommend it. Please check it out. It's playing in theaters now. Uh, the Green Knight is dope. Um, uh, shout outs to Furman for actually taking time to watch it because I, why why would he? Because you know he likes all types of he likes a lot of the same shit we like. I mean, I mean, I, I, I he does. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I know, I, I, you know, Furman strikes me as somebody who likes you know cars that go vroom vroom and zoom zoom. But you know, it's, nope. it's okay. He actually he's not really a car guy like that. No, oh, not not a Fast and Furious watcher. I mean, he watched the movies, but he was like, he's just, oh, he, he loves this shit. Yo, me and Furman, we turn into like middle-aged white women when it comes to like the Dan Brown, uh, Robert Langdon, Langdon books. <laughs> oh, whenever there's one coming out, like, yeah, we we get hype. Okay, all right. So I guess you've seen all of them. The movies? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all three of them. Okay, all right. But uh, Inferno see. was the worst. Mm, so I've heard. Um, but yeah, man, Green Knight, uh, check it out, please. It's amazing. I love it. Um, it's beautiful. It's hypnotizing. Yo, uh, I can't wait for the Blu-ray. Yeah. He is set. <laughs> yeah, man. This, I'm, yo, I'm, I'm back in the theaters, man. The, 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 these types of movies are what, what, are what brings me to the theater, man. It's it's amazing, you know. You can, I mean, you, you you can have like Marvel stuff, which is fine, or DC stuff, which is fine, or like you know, Fast and Furious, Vin Diesel, you know, Fam Squad type movies, which is fine. But yo, bring give, give me some of that great art house stuff. Give me some, give me something that's that's juicy, something something that's delicious, something that's that's, that's cinematically that's cinematically tantalizing, something that something that will moisturize my beard. Okay, oh, give me Jesus. something that will that that will make the theater worth it. That's all I'm saying. You need a moment? No, I, I think I'm all set. I'm not sitting in that chair. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does need a little... But anyway. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me. Uh, Carl, how about you, man? 
Um. Well. Uh, okay. Let me see. Other than the uh, fe- the uh, poetry uh, fest I that I DJ this week, I have a couple of uh, comic books right. that I wanted to review. This one actually just came out this week. It's called Amazing Fantasy, mm. written by written in in the art by Kari Kyle Andrews. Okay. And. It tells two, three different stories. One of Captain America, one of the young uh, Red, well, excuse me, one of World War Two Captain America, okay, Red Room, Black Widow, mm-hmm. and Teenage Spider Man. Mm. They all get into like these weird, um, these weird death scenarios, mm-hmm. and they wake up into this weird world, not weird world itself, but just it's just like this whole new world. Mm-hmm. Where, like, Captain America, he's washed off ashore. Yeah. He wakes up, you know, he has, like, this, you know, this full-blown long beard. He looks like, he looks like Tarzan. That's actually Captain America on the cover. Oh, okay. And he's coming across, like, this flying this flying tiger, and he helps kill a dragon-like hmm. creature. Okay. So he's just exploring the world because he has no idea, like, what was going on. Mm-hmm. The same thing with... Um, with Black Widow, where he's like she was training, she ends up going on in this mission, which they fooled her, and it turned out to be only a test, and she ends up getting killed. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing with Spider Man, where he um, goes off to he um, he's on a mission to go against I think it was Green Goblin, yeah, but he gets distracted, and he gets killed. So then they get they're off into like different um, different spots of this world, and then they ended with uh, Peter Parker. He it's like he just wakes up first of all with these savages who are trying to eat him, mm-hmm. so he managed to escape that, and then he finds some civ- um, civilians, and he's like, "Oh my God, Uncle Ben, is that you?" No. Yes, Peter, it's me. Where am I? Oh, you're dead, <laughs> and that's how it ended. Oh, okay. So the, it's gonna be a five. It's a five part series. So mm. at this point, I am invested. Okay. Alright. Question. What's up? Did you like Lovecraft Lovecraft Country? Yes, I did. Well then you are going to like Dark Blood. Uh shout out to Fur Blurred Fur Bird the Nerd on okay. Instagram who put me onto this. Okay. It's been selling out so crazy that the only time I was after I found out about it, the only that's actually the A cover. The only time I was able to like get one was from a comic book shop. Um, I literally forgot the name of it right now. Hmm. And I was only able to grab their one per store variant. Oh, okay. Okay, so it was written by uh, Latoya Morgan. Now, not much of the story has been told. It's about a it's about a uh, Korean War veteran who comes home, mm-hmm. but he comes home with powers. Oh, okay. But no, he doesn't really like put. The, he hasn't really like told anybody yet. Mm-hmm. So comes across a racist. Yep. Gives him the whole "we don't take kindly your types around here. You better get on and get." Mm-hmm. Yep. And then next thing you know, the racist gets brutally hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yep. But it's somehow. Actually, the character's name is Double A. Mm-hmm. Somehow he controlled that. Oh, okay. And that's all. That's as far as I got. I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I got Lovecraft Country vibes on this. 
Okay. I, I was sold when the racist got killed. Oh, in that case, I'm going to have to check this book out. Oh, yeah, definitely. Blood, okay. Definitely. It's cre- uh, um, published by Boom Studios. Okay. And this next comic is actually by Marguerite Bennett mm-hmm. and Amelia Clark, also known as... Oh, Daenerys. Daenerys Targaryen, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Khaleesi from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And it's called Mom, Mother of Madness. Okay. Something just caught my attention. I'm like, Amelia Clark wrote a comic? Yeah, let me talk. Let me check this out. It's probably one of the most confusing things I have ever read in my entire life. <laughs> There's like no like kind of a hint of a backstory. I mean, this girl just has powers. Mm-hmm. And kind of that's it. Like okay. she's just in a high class society party and she just has powers and she just talks about how shitty her life was before then. Oh, okay. So, I mean, there may be more to it. I'm not sure. I'm still on the fence. If I'm gonna, um, if I'm gonna continue to read on about, read on it, it's uh, published by um, Image Comics. He actually, um, Emil Clark actually writes a nice little um, passage at the end of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, the art is not. The art isn't bad. You know, Layla Lee's. She um did the she did the um art. Interesting cover though, very art host Victor esque okay. criterion. I, I do like the cover. You I, know? Basically, a woman in like a stylish baklava. Something like yeah, something like that. Just I just saw the name Amelia Clark, so I just you know what I'm already I'm still reading a uh, Berserker, which is Keanu Reeves' book. Yeah, and I'm just that shit is violent like a motherfucker. I heard. <laughs> Like it just it's just blood, guts, spitting ass is flying everywhere. <laughs> I watched Major Pain recently. Mm. I freaking love that movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> but um yeah, I saw a meme that says some of y'all never heard the story of the little edge of that could and it shows. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, some of these some of these youngins, man. <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so that's all that's all I have on the comic end, but um Check out Mom. I would like to hear y'all's thoughts on that. Okay. Mother of Mayhe- of Madness. madness yes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, all right. I might check that out, but I'll, and I'll definitely check out uh, Dark Blood. Yeah, you will. Yeah. Yeah, you will. Like <laughs> I said, the, be- um, the only thing better than seeing a racist get killed mm-hmm. is them having mixed grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, that's called irony. Indeed. Yeah. Wait. Indeed. <laughs> ah, yes. Kai and Tai. <laughs> Fun fact. Bruce Pritchard was the one who voiced the Indeed. Really? <laughs> wow. Well, the more you know. Oh, yeah. That, that, he tells me so much. They, he tells some very, like, interesting stories. Just mm. fun, funny, like, tidbits. And some things you just look at. You're like, listen to it. You're like, really? Mm. Like, for one. Just one just kind of like, this was odd. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon does not eat anything he touches. So, like sandwiches or anything. If he eats, if he's eating a pizza, yeah, he'll eat all the way to like the crust where his fingers don't touch. And he said, Jim Ross is asking, "Oh, how do you eat fried chicken?" I don't. No. Sandwiches? That he probably just holds it a certain way, mm. but he like wherever his fingers touch, he will not eat it. Yeah, Vince McMahon is a deeply, deeply weird man. He is. He is. Uh, 
like I, I know that I know like the story about him. Like he hates he hates people who sneeze. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, and he th- and he only gets like three to five hours sleep because he, th- he says sleep is the enemy. Which he's is just a, he's just a hustler like that. Which, like and then like when he goes to the gym, like he'll work out with the wrestlers, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I'm gonna outwork you." Yeah, I mean, and he could still do it to this day. I bet he could. Like, I mean, like Vince. I mean, first of all, like the the fact that he gets very little sleep. Um, well, that that explains all yeah, the booking shows. decisions on the main roster. Yeah, it shows. Yeah, and um, also like like now because he's older, like he sounds too gravelly and mush mouthed now. He can't. He can't. Well, he's, he's getting older, so I mean, your voice will change when you get so It's gonna sound. It's gonna happen. Well, yeah, but the fact that he works so hard is like probably exacerbates it. You know. I, Probably, but then I don't know. Somehow, he's, you know, some it probably wouldn't surprise me if he's probably one of the healthiest people in the world, <laughs> because probably he probably has had that sleep schedule mm. since for years. Yeah. So it's if he gets six hours of sleep, he'll probably die. <laughs> he'll, he'll probably think he's dead if he get during those two hours. So. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think I think Vincent Man, he's most likely gonna die in the gorilla position. Just like keeled over with his headset on over a monitor. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And guess what? That's probably how he wants to go. Yeah, I don't doubt it. He's a madman. Yeah, I don't. I, I can't knock his work, work ethic. The last last person I seen with work, that I've heard about with work ethic like that was Mike. Was uh, Dr. Dre. Yeah. Dr. Dre will spend like two days straight mm. in a recording studio. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's that's his livelihood. You know, and here he's a notorious perfectionist too. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why we're still waiting for detox. Well, didn't he? Wasn't that Compton? Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> and Compton was a great album. So it was cool. Yeah, his moments. I enjoyed that a lot of album. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, anything else, man? Uh. Ooh. Nothing on the main ship. I started watching Big Brother. Big shout outs to Brian. Like we have this little bet going on. I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. I'll watch Big Brother. He's gotta watch the office. Okay. And so he explains what it is. The Big Brother to it to me, I just see like a lot of fun party games. Mm-hmm. Like there's one where like if they have like these you know how you can like make a house of cards and stuff? Yeah. Well they have these big ones, but you gotta your team is holding the platform, and you have to build the house of cards. Oh, okay. So you got, your team has to hold it steady mm-hmm. while you make it. Oh, that, that actually sounds pretty yeah. fun. And then there was one where you had to find, like, a phone, a set of keys, and your wallet mm-hmm. in an extremely messy hotel room. Okay. But you can't make a sound. Hmm. Oh, that's, that's like a... they they measure the sound like the sound by well, some machine that they had. I forgot the name of it. Mm-hmm. But and it measures the sound, so you can only go up. You can only like get so loud. Mm-hmm. And depending on how loud you get, it, dedu- it deducts points from your team. Mm. But that looked very interesting. It was something like it's. I mean, the room is trashed. Mm-hmm. Like it's. Like impossible to even walk through. Okay. 
and you got and you can't make a sound. You have to do it as quietly as possible. And your key and the stuff you gotta find, they're like buried somewhere. Oh. So you have to like really look, mm-hmm. but can't make a sound. Hmm. Yeah, that's a that's quite a challenge right there. Yeah, it is. It looked really, it looked really fun. So I gotta I gotta try and catch up with more uh, more episodes. They're way ahead. You know, Brian is way he's way ahead of me. But okay. still gotta watch the office. Hey, that's yeah, that's not a bad deal. Yeah, in the office. The reason why the office is so popular is like everybody can relate to it. Hmm. Everybody works, so yeah. you can relate to any of those characters. Oh, like yeah. you, I would say you're a bit of a you're Stanley. Who's Stanley? Oh, you love Stanley. Uh, if, when this is over, I got to show you the best of Stanley. Mm-hmm. He's like just a sassy black guy. And he's just like, good news, everybody. We get to go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I would say Stanley... With a little bit of Oscar, not trying to call you gay or anything because he's a gay character, but it's like because he likes like the finer things and he's very like cultured and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would say about Stanley mixed with Oscar. Okay, I'll take that. I haven't seen an episode of The Office. I've seen clips. Yeah, okay. you, yeah The Office and people keep, saying, people keep saying we need an Office reboot. I'm like, nope. Because Michael Scott would not last, <laughs> especially with cancel culture. Oh God, Michael Scott would not last. I mean, I mean, it's one thing. Is cancel culture real? Now that you mention it, is it is it a real thing, I mean, or or is it just one of those like scare words that like right wingers and and losers came up with? Is is because can- think about it, is cancel culture so real? Because like I noticed, like, because I just thought about this, all these people. Who complain about cancel culture? Like, oh, I've been silenced. I can't say the things I want anymore. They're, what are you talking about, you fool? You're, you're on a talk show. You're on a podcast. You're on television talking about how you can't say the things you want to say. You can say you can say whatever you want, but people have the right to say, hey, what you're saying is kind of problematic, and you're being a dick. That's what that's what that's what it is. A, you're, you're not being canceled. You still have a job. See, oh my some, God. Nah, all, some people all these, do not have jobs because of that. Well, for, for very good reason, because it turns out that it turns out some of them are creeps, like Louis, like Louis C.K. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, fuck that guy. But um, but yo, man, this this cancel culture shit is not fucking real, people. The only people who complain <laughs> about it, the only people who complain about that shit are 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 people who are saying that, oh man. Man, all these kids are sensitive. I can't make gay jokes anymore. I can't make fun of black people anymore. I can't make Asian jokes anymore. Well, well I'm so oppressed. I can't say what I want. Uh, the, uh, the world is, is is putting a muzzle over me. Oh, what was... Shut the fuck up. Listen, let, let me take this right now. Ah, uh, here we go. I am sick to death of all of you idiots out there who claim that cancel culture is a real thing. Cancel culture is a fucking fake phenomenon. It is a buzzword. Nothing more. Because, like I said, if you're going on talk shows and radio shows and podcasts talking about how much you're canceled, guess what? You're not really canceled, are you? It's, 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 this isn't like North Korea where your speech is being suppressed 24-7. All right? All right, state TV is not is not knocking down your door. The feds are not, are not, are not busting down your door talking about talking about you can't say these things you're gonna have to go to you know free speech jail no no listen (laughs) listen i i need you to understand something man if if you're if you're if you're a comedian if you're a writer if you're an artist of 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 any kind who's worth your salt and 
if you can't get through an episode or or your set without making jokes that are that without without making jokes that that poke fun at like gay people, LGBTQ people, trans folks, or or people who are differently abled, if you if you think that your set can't survive without you making those types of offensive ass jokes in 2021 guess what your art suck your art is weak you're you're a weak artist you need to up your fucking game or if anything if you want to defend somebody just make fun of racist make fun of racist yes punch up punch up with your with your material don't punch down cancel culture my ass man i swear to god if i hear if if i come across somebody who says that cancel culture is a real thing and this and that yo uh, yo man grow up and gain some perspective it ain't a real thing now now i I see you're laughing for some reason he's like vic rant (laughs) (laughs) all right um so i'm looking at the comments here people uh uh aaron ferguson he says uh you know, um, Vic Rant. Yep, he's he's applauding. He did the Kanye mic grab. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, ask the baby if it's real. Okay, well, all right. I, I will say, is it cancel culture or is it merely you know, actions have consequences? Because the the baby said some some really homophobic ass shit. And Didn't he, even know about it. He's not on my radar. He, he ain't on my radar too. But I saw it on Twitter, and I'm like, oh yeah, of course. And people ragged on him, and of course, yeah, he's uh, he got hit. Um, rightfully so because hey he was being a dick like i said don't be a dick and if you're a dick people have the right to say yo stop being a dick and yes john aponic you are right vic would definitely be a part of the finer things club you know what i take that with a, a, as a huge compliment yes i am an appreciator of the finer things as we as we all should be. They all got together in the break room. And they had like tea and just talked about like books and stuff. <laughs> like, I love it. It was P- Pam, Oscar, mm-hmm. and uh, Toby. Okay. And they had like tea and whatnot. Yep, just had tea, little delectable edibles. Well, not edibles, but mm. like you know, yep. precious precious little finger foods. <laughs> Ah, finger foods. Okay, see, see, I I can get with that. Vic yes. would definitely be a part of the Fighter Things Club. I think I gotta like send you. I gotta show you a clip of that. Okay. Yeah. Listen, listen. Sign me up for the Finer Things Club. I mean, I mean, y- y'all know me. Like, I'm all I'm all about you know the Criterions. I'm all about fine wine. You know, fine dining. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know some some quality quality material. You know what I'm saying? You know, and, and people and people can you know uh, talk about oh oh Victor you you just you're just uh, how come you bougie? oh Victor's so bougie because oh you bougie in a motherfucker let's, I, let's look, get I am, you are bougie I, I am like a, I am not bougie yes the hell you are why am I bougie because you talk down, people just have different taste in you and all that and you talk down on people who just don't like oh yeah here's the okay here it is see you can tell by the image like okay that would be you. Let's All day with the little French hats and stuff, and then you you like okay people like Fast and the Furious movies. And you talk down on them like they're shit. I don't talk down. Yes, on the them. hell you do. <laughs> listen, listen. Yes, I, the hell you do. I I've I've watched and enjoyed the Fast and Furious movies for what they are. So I mean, for what they are. I mean, I mean, I mean. Granted, if 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 Fast and Furious is what is what you think of as like the apex of like action movies, then then you know you're missing out on a lot of great stuff. Uh, yeah, but you you just be like you know. Know what you are like what am and I i'm like? about to say it the toxic aew fan base wow 
I am nah. I right? Am I right? Am wow. I right? Am I right? Isn't the AEW fan base toxic? First of all, you you are so wrong to to, to call me a toxic uh, to to compare me to a toxic AEW fan. Listen, listen, AEW has some really toxic fans in their fan base. That is That's all I'm saying. That is a fact. But I am not a toxic fan. Okay, have mm. I have I ever looked down on you for the things that you like, Carl Bird? So many times on the regular. I mean, have I ever looked down on, on on the fam squad for the things that they enjoy? You just did twenty minutes ago. Listen, listen, listen. I was a different person back then. Twenty minutes. You was a different person twenty minutes ago. You just magically got saved all of a sudden. Listen, I mean, Mahalia Jackson just just cleansed your spirit. In the midst of talking about that movie, I mean, listen, man. Look, look, look. If 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 it, if it seems like I'm I'm talking down to people, look, it's it's all in good fun. It's all in jest, okay? There's some truth to it. There there's some feelings behind it, and you know it. Uh, that high, maybe maybe like five percent, maybe like ten percent, maybe like twenty percent. What are your scores? Ten, ten, <laughs> ten, ten. That maybe maybe like 20% lies at, at best the lies that you tell it, it's 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 only it's it's out of love it's 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 only because if if I, if if it looks like i'm being you know extra critical of, of someone's um uh, say tastes right it's it's out of love it's just out of it's it's just out of uh, 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 an eagerness to to get y'all to to explore something that's a bit out of your comfort First of all, you're zone. You're taking taking a shot at me because you're looking right directly at me and saying y'all. No, I, I'm just saying that like the general y'all, like let me like you like and and the fam squad and like and like and like other people that 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 might that might fall under under this purview. Like I'm just, if if I'm if I'm if it looks like I'm I'm clowning y'all for liking Fast and Furious movies and you know and all fast food cinema. I'm just saying, look, just get out of your comfort zone a little bit. They do, and and you you, you might enjoy or or appreciate some of some of the finer things out there, like like, like Furman. Like I, I commended him for taking the time to watch The Green Knight. He always watches movies like that, though. Fooled me, but it's okay. See, see. See, no, no, you just did, you just did it. It's because you just it, did it. It's because Furman always, always, always get, get those gets those little dings when he's in the comments talking about like, oh, I got people in my basement and all this. Come on, man. Well, you do. I don't have people in my basement. All right. So who is the family? <laughs> all right then. Listen, listen, listen. The 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 family welcomes all, Carl. <laughs> the family welcomes. All run. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, you know that can be like an interesting like movie. Oh uh, what? Like, oh, regular Joe Schmo guy. Everybody thinks he's you know just a cool person. Mm-hmm. Nobody thoughts anything thinks of anything of him. Yep. He invites somebody over to like hang out. Hmm. But then somebody discovers the family. Oh, call it the name. Could name of the movie, the family. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, maybe A twenty four can can uh, produce it. That's A twenty four like a motherfucker. Ari Aster. Can oh, do that's Ari. That is Ari Aster. <laughs> yeah, that is Ari Aster. Yeah, man. Uh 
man. Yeah, do you think that you think that he should expand on? He should have like a feature length version of the strange thing about the Johnsons. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm thinking. Nope. Like. Uh. Uh-uh. What if? Yep. What if nope. you took? Like Mm-mm. one of the Marvel MCU families. No, okay, right? now you just got no, no. Now you're just taking it too far. And you did like you the don't take uh, it too, you don't take it too goddamn far now. You don't like, talk about no Luther Vandross. <laughs> strange thing about the Johnsons, right? Yep. But with like, a, with like a scrawl family, right? What what is going on in your mind right now? I'm I'm just saying like like uh, you can have a, a family of scrolls like they're, they're like living in the suburbs, all that. But it's like a strange thing about the Johnsons type deal. Okay, now it's just getting weird. Now, now you're just making it weird and uncomfortable. And you can have Ari Aster direct that. Yeah, that, that's just that's just sick. And it could be like a what if episode. No, well, what you sounded like, what you <laughs> what you talking about is David Lynch collaborating with Ari Aster with a Disney budget. Yo, oh, shit. Yo, that would be popping, son. Yo, Mulholland oh God, Drive. There's your, there's your fat material. Yo, Mulholland Drive meets Midsummer, dude. Yo. Yo, write that movie. Yo, I want to see that spoken into the universe. I want to see that as the as the. Well, somebody's gonna jump off a cliff and their body's gonna explode, and then the song that everybody sings is Silencio. Yep. God damn. I don't even know what that even means, though. And I, I mean, well, I know what it means, but like, I don't know what it means in the context of Mulholland Drive. Like, that was like, oh, that's a random ending, and that was it. I was like, oh, this is movie. This movie's actually great. See, see, that's it's the great weird. thing about Mulholland Drive. A lot of weird shit. It doesn't explain itself, and you're like, okay, I get, it. I'm with it. Yeah, you leave that strange things about the Johnsons alone. I would like to enter, it, like to issue a challenge to our supporters and our listeners. All right, to that? watch that one movie alone and just hit us with your thoughts. Uh, I I still say you should oh. you should watch uh, Midsummer. I mean, not Midsummer, Hereditary. Okay. That's, you, you just, not, I don't want to complete the trilogy. It's just one more film. It's slightly less intense. I mean, it's got a decapitation and, you know. it. How about we make a deal? What's that? Hmm. I watch Hereditary. Mm-hmm. You watch Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, fuck that, man. You can do it. You can do it. First of all. You can do it. First of all, I know it's. A, I, I don't know if I want to buy the, buy the Blu-ray and add this? it to my collection. I'm just watching on Prime TV. Oh, it's on Prime. Uh, let me check. Yeah, yeah. Check to see if it's on if it's on Prime. I don't. <laughs> um, uh, John says don't wa- don't watch Hereditary. That was the most disturbing film I've seen in a decade. It is a disturbing film. I will I will grant it that. Uh, but yo, uh, yeah, it, it, is Cannibal Holocaust available on Amazon Prime or Prime yep. Video? It is. Yeah, premium subscription. All you gotta do is I'm literally on Google. I just press play and watch it right now. I don't know, man. Like I've 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 heard about that movie for years. And you know what? It's 2021. All that shit, all the graphics and stuff is probably outdated. I it probably is, but like from what I hear, like it's got a it, it has a it has a notorious reputation for a reason. Oh shit, that's on Hulu. Hereditary's on Hulu. Nice. And, and Amazon Prime. Um, damn. I don't, I don't. I'm gonna have to think about this. I'm gonna have to really think about this. If I if I can take Cannibal Holocaust, I've se- I've seen a lot of weird stuff, but I don't know if Cannibal Holocaust is uh is gonna be something that that I can that I can tolerate. It might be too much even for me. And if something's too much for me, 
then you know I can't recommend it to anybody else. Okay, John Aponic, somebody who has watched The Office, Vic is Stanley, Oscar, and Creed. Who's Creed? Creed Bratton. Who, yeah. Who, Creed Bratton. Who is Creed Bratton? Just Creed Bratton. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? A little bit of both. Okay. Um, I got to show you the best of Creed also. You're be like, <laughs> like, what the fuck is up with this guy? But you kind of like him. Nah. You would like him. All right. No, he's just one of those things. He's just an odd guy, but you're like, yo, this dude's like funny. Okay. It's like, it's kind of like Herbert the Pervert in um, Family Guy. Oh, no. It's just like, this dude's a pedophile. We should be doing something about this, but we're not because he's too funny. Oh, no. 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 That's Consuela. I know. <laughs> um, John Haponic really checked. Boat Trip isn't streaming. <laughs> um think as as well it shouldn't um but mm. but uh but mm. i'm not watching boat trip <laughs> uh but but john Pony does does recommend that you watch uh the tree of life tree of life is a beautiful film yeah your fog is a good your glasses are fogged up L- listen listen tree of- is more toby than creed no I- i'll give him creed i i would say creed creed is good creed's a little out there you know Vic can be out there I mean, I mean, I, I will splish splash of Toby, like a little of Toby. Okay, uh, but yeah, Tree of Life is a great film. It, you, uh, it might be streaming, but Tree of Life, it's it's the it's nothing. It's not a horror movie. It's not. It's nothing like Ari Aster esque. It's it's a it's a meditative film. It's a beautiful. It's a gorgeous film. It's uh, my favorite film of 2011. I think you might appreciate it. Not it's, paying to watch it. It's a it's a. <laughs> It, it it definitely is a spiritual film. Like it's 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 a uh, it's a beautiful movie, and uh, it's a feel good movie too. Tree of Life. It's a great movie. It's a it's a modern classic. Um, Sean Penn's in it. Yeah, it's got a, it's got an interesting. It's, 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 a, it's an interesting cast. Yeah, interesting. Brad Pitt, Jessica Chastain, mm-hmm. Sean Penn, Ty Sheridan. Yep. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know Hunter McCracken just. Yeah, it's a and it, and it's more of an artsy film, so it's not like a linear plot. It's just like, you know, it's one of those movies you experience. You just watch it and just let it take you to where it wants to take you. Yeah, it's it's a great film. You should watch it. Think about it. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 the direct opposite of like, you know, all the dark films that I've recommended to you. This is this is light. This is all about light and beauty. I'm, I'm serious. You go, says the head of the family. Listen, you can, all you have to do is like watch the trailer for the Tree of Life and judge for yourself. That's all. That's all I'll say. Uh, you know. Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of other things. Oh, you know. Um, and I know Alex uh, uh, Raymond. Shout outs to him from last week's episode. Alex Langley. Oh, Alex Langley. I'm sorry. I'm thinking Alex Raymond, the artist. Uh, Alex Langley did mention on last week's episode that um, Streets of Rage Four has DLC that's out now. Um, which which I which I bought, it's fun. It's uh it's called uh, Mr. X's Nightmare, and um, basically uh, it's a it's a survival mode. So you get to like you you advance like through, through different stages, and you just um and you just like rack up points. You get you get you get to uh, 
uh, collect bonuses like buffs for your character. Um, the, the, uh, the also you get to play as three new characters: uh, Estel, uh, Max, and um, Shiva. So those are those are now playable characters in in both the survival mode and the main story, and and Estel is definitely definitely my favorite of the new characters that you get to play as because her combo count is so high. Did you know there was a Kung Fury game? Yeah, there was there there was there there's a legit Kung Fury game out there. Have you seen Kung Fury the movie? I did. <laughs> that movie was so great. Um, greatness. Yeah, true greatness. Um, but yes, yeah, Streets of Rage 4, uh, Mr. X's Nightmare, definitely worth it. Like, it definitely extends the life of uh, Streets of Rage 4. Okay. And uh, uh, it's probably on right now. I gotta give you, I need your pick. Locks versus Dipset. Oh, this, is, it, is that the new versus? Yeah, it's on right now, actually. Oh, um, you know, I gotta say, Dipset has some really good beats, really good production behind them, but I'm gonna go with the Locks. See, here's the thing with me. Jadakiss is always one of my favorites. Yeah. Jadakiss can beat Dipset, just his catalog alone. I agree with that, yeah. Features alone. Mm-hmm. His albums, his first three, his three solo albums alone. Mm-hmm. The thing was, I'm a, I've always been, I was a Rockefeller guy. Yeah. Like I was a huge Rockefeller fan, so when Cam joined the, you know, when Cam got signed, mm-hmm. like I was rocking from Come Home with Me to Purple Haze and stuff. I, like I followed Dipset. Joel Santana's first album was fire. His second album was dope too. Hmm. Yep. Um, his second album was better, but okay, his first one was dope too. But oof, Jadakiss's fourth album was dope. His Rockefeller album was good too. Mm-hmm. By a close margin, it's mainly because they had better solo hits. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I might have to go with the locks. Locks, okay. Yeah. Because let's see. Major hits. Cam had a couple. If you're talking solo hits, Cam had a couple. Mm-hmm. Jim Jones really had one. Hit record. Yeah. We fly high. Okay. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Jewels. One. Hmm. Yeah. One. Okay. And his feature on Chris Brown's uh, "Run It." Yeah. But then, yeah, compared to just Jada Kiss alone, yeah. Um, yeah, Locks got that one, and they're all lyri- and they're all lyrically better. Oh, of course. I mean, I mean, dips. I mean, Cameron talking about. I get the boosters boosting. I get Wait, the computers, computers putin. I get boosters. <laughs> yeah, he gets the computers putin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you get when you have come up with lyrics like that, it's like, can you really win a lyrical yeah, contest? Um, you know, Cameron's "Come Home with Me" album was dope. It I'd was- probably say it's his best album. I agree with that. Yeah, it was it was a good album. That was a, that was a soundtrack to my senior year of high school slash freshman year of college. Yeah, yeah, I, I can agree. Yeah, especially that song "Welcome to New York City" mm-hmm. with Jay Z. Yep. The Rock with um, Memphis Bleak and Beanie Siegel. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey Ma. It was too commercial for me. 
Mm-hmm. Like, it made it, it, it you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah. What was another, the other song, like, Dead or Alive, mm-hmm. early Kanye beats, when Kanye was Kanye. Yep. Yeah. Before this uh, billionaire monstrosity we have now. Just, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I got to go with the locks. Mm, yeah. And Aaron says, uh, Confessions of Fire is a classic. Indeed. I'm not knocking it. Although the album cover was definitely cornball. <laughs> yeah. Man. No, 98 was a year. Uh, oh, boy. You know what? You know what? I'm just going to announce this. A future episode that we're going to be doing real soon. Mm-hmm. And I actually got I got the idea from uh, Chris Jericho's podcast where he would just take one album and another album, mm-hmm. and then you'll have like a guest on that show, and he'll, they'll just do a versus of which was the better album. Okay, we're gonna do that with classic hip hop albums. So I'm a, we gotta get a list ready. Mm. I already know that I could just mention it to Bad Lad, and he's like, when, where, how. Yo, if we can get Bad Lad back back on the show to discuss I'll get that, bad lad like that, that's, that's like yeah. my big, that's like my big hmm. brother. Should we should we also expand it to some other other guests? Oh yeah, okay. oh yeah. Probably get Rick Ruler. Okay. Kyle will probably do it. Okay. Dipset has zero chance of winning. Uh, uh, Kyle Chapman says, "I know you're gonna." Uh, Dipset has as much chance of winning in the verses as the Cowboys do of winning the Super Bowl. Bigger chances in Carolina. <laughs> oh. I mean, I mean, I mean, there, I mean, Aaron Ferguson says Locks got this for the verses. If you, oh, speaking of verses, if you want some comedy, yeah, watch Keith Sweat versus Bobby Brown. They had a verses? Yeah, they did. Performed it at the Essence Music Festival. Hmm. Okay. Some motherfuckers was ready to go home. <laughs> oh. Oh, they was tired. <laughs> they was tired. They was getting it. But it was tired, and I would have to say, I think Keith Sweat got it off the strength of his pen. Hmm. The hits that he just wrote. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible but true. Uh, What would you say is the uh, uh, best verses so far? The best verses I've seen so far. Let me see. I would probably say Nelly versus Ludacris. Really? Okay. That one was a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah, Keith Sweat was drunk. <laughs> Yo, he was tall. <laughs> I need to see this versus. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, comedy. I, I got to see this. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pat- Gladys Knight versus Patti LaBelle was just a feel-good moment. Uh, yeah, I, I did see uh, uh, half of that. Earth, Wind, and Fire versus uh, versus the Isley Brothers. I did see that. That one I enjoyed. Steve Harvey talked too much, but then you gotta watch Atheon Crockett. Yeah, Atheon was it? Atheon <laughs> Crockett, Spice Adams, mm-hmm. and Godfrey. Oh they yeah, they did a spoof on it. <laughs> Godfrey came in and just yo killed his Steve Harvey impression. He really did. He's like yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep, he he got the laugh down and everything. Earth, wind, and fire. Mm-hmm. Yep, putting emphasis on DMX. The is, DMX versus Snoop was dope. was that was a good one. That that was. Yeah. Oh man, 
Yeah, but I'm, I'm glad that we got that, you know, before before he, he passed. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, damn, bro, I probably yeah, I would probably have to stick with it and say that uh, Nelly versus Luda was my favorite one. Mm. Yeah, I was ready. I was ready to break out the oversized jerseys, <laughs> all the throwbacks, the jorts. Yep, it was cool to wear jorts at that time. Yeah, hey, John Cena's keeping it alive. Yep. <laughs> My extra long white tee that always I always made sure was past the elbows. Why past the elbows? I had a thing with not showing my elbows back then. Wow, fashion was weird back then. <laughs> but I still say that throwback jerseys was the best trend. Yeah, there jerseys was, were the best trend. There were some really good jerseys though. I gotta I yeah. gotta say. And the jersey dresses were hot too. Not the fake ones that you can get. You know, the two for fives at Jay Silver's. <laughs> you feel like you're calling out some people. <laughs> know what Jay, you know what Jay Silver is. It's like mm-hmm. they, you wouldn't even get it wouldn't be a Celtics jersey. Mm-hmm. It would just say Boston. Oh. It would have a clover on it. Mm-hmm. But the colors will be off. It'll be like lime green instead yeah. of a dark green like the lo- the Celtics. Mm-hmm. It'll be like a bright green with some yellow in it. Uh see. See that's 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 not even that's 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 an incomplete assignment right there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Hey, not, it was definitely faking it till you're making it. Mm, indeed. And that making it was a long journey. <laughs> oh yes. But speaking of throwbacks. Yeah, man. Oh yes, this week's uh, Codex retrospective. Uh, give me the grays. Give me the grays. Yep. Giving y'all the grays right here. Uh, we're going back uh, this week's Codex Retrospective. We're first going back 32 years ago. Well, damn, there you go. On August 1st, 1989, which saw EPMD's second album, Unfinished Business. Fun fact. Yeah. Every single EPMD album mm-hmm. had the word business in it. Yeah. Yep. Strictly business. So what you're saying. I love yep. that instrumental. Yeah. I... DJ that I make blends of that instrumental so much. Mm-hmm. Yep, has some classic bangers on here from the golden age, like "So What You're Saying," uh, "Get the Bozak," uh, "The Big Payback," "Knickknack Paddywhack," um, and and also fun fact: EPMD is is one of the most sampled uh, groups in hip hop. I believe it. In fact, like um, if you listen to this album too, as well as their first one, "Strictly Business," you'd be like, "Yo, I didn't know this was sampled by like." In, insert rap, rap rapper here. BBC Goo and Memphis Bleak on the reason. Yep, so they sample so what you're saying. Um, get the, get the Bozak. Uh, do you know what famous uh, so, uh, hip hop song sampled that? Get the Bozak. Yeah, have you have you listened to this? Have, have you? Not a, no, I actually never really sat down and listened to yeah. it. Actually. Like get the Bozak. Four uh, when it came. Well, well, get the Bozak was famously sampled by DMX. Get at me, dog. Same beat. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, Knickknack Paddywhack uh, was actually famously sampled uh, uh, a few years later by Dr. Dre and P- Tupac, California Love. Same same beat, same uh, The LP or the remix? Uh, the original or the remix? The remix is the one with the vi- 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 music video, right? They both have music videos. Oh. Um, the original had the... Uh, the Mad Max theme? Yeah, that's the one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so this one, Knickknack Paddywhack on Unfinished Business, used that same beat. Well, or like very similar beat. 
Yeah, Tupac, the remix was sampled. They used the um they used Intimate Connection by Clear. And that's a dope song. That is. Yeah. So yeah. Um so yeah. Uh EPMD. A lot a lot of great albums from their catalog too, like Strictly Business, Unfinished Business. Uh their third one is my favorite one. That was their first one on Def Jam. It came out in nineteen ninety. Uh Business as Usual. Mm-hmm. That has like Rampage, Gold Digger. Yeah. Um what else do they have on there? Hardcore. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, what was it? what was the one there? Remember that song, Symphony Two Thousand? Yeah, from Out of Business. I literally <laughs> it was crazy. One of the poets that I inter- that um that was introduced. Yeah, he was also a rapper, so I just played that beat. Oh, okay. And he's like, "Yo, keep that going." He just started spitting. Nice. Yeah, man. Yeah, EPMD, man. They had, they had a lot of bangers. So so yeah. So yeah, that's uh that's that's the retrospective for that album. Uh on the video game front, uh 29 years ago, mm. August 1st, 1992, Mario Paint was released for the <laughs> Super Nintendo. So, one of my all-time favorite TV movies growing up was mm. The Jackson's American Dream, probably one of the best musical biopics ever. I agree, yeah. My dad recorded it live back then oh wow mario paint commercial was <laughs> came with the mouse and everything. yep yep it came with the mouse um yeah i remember the 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 little music uh the little musicals uh note uh a track that played in the, in the main game um yeah mario paint was actually pretty fun back in the day you Didn't know have it, but. yeah um like I like I had a friend who had it, uh, so I pl- I played it uh, when he, when he had it, and it was it was actually pretty fun. Basically, it's basically like MS Paint, but yeah. like, but like I actually seen some some uh, recent clips where people have actually created some legitimately nice musical tracks with mm-hmm. their music maker, which still which is still viable. You can still create some cool meaty themes on there. Yeah. So yeah, Mario Paint it definitely s- set a trend for like creativity back then. Um. Also, uh, getting back on the hip-hop front, uh, 26 years ago, on August 1st, 1995, Raekwon's Only Built for Cuban Links was released. You talk about one of the best solo Wu-Tang albums of all time, Cuban Links, Incarcerated Scarface. Would that be the best? Um, The best? The best? That's that's debatable. Yeah. It's debatable. You still got, like, Takao. To Cal, you got Ghostface, um, Supreme Clientele, um, Pretty Tony album, Iron Man, Iron Man, um, Fish Scale, More Fish, yeah, uh, Master Killer, No Said Date. It was massively yeah. underrated. That was a good one. Um, Jizza, uh, his albums, Liquid Swords, yeah, Beneath the Surface, Shadow Boxing, yep. Um, who else? Even you got hadn't had an album. Uh, Inspector Deck had one, Uncontrolled Substances. Yeah, everybody had Yeah, like, like, but you talk about, o- like... ODB's Return of the 36 Chain. Yep, ODB. That one, I think that one was more, like, famous just for the album cover. Oh, yeah, him, the welfare card. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, Raekwon's only built for Cuban links that had incarcerated Scarfaces, Ice Cream. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 did a, I did a blend with uh, Ice Cream. Oh, dope. Yeah. Yeah. What's the Selena Gomez song of all things? Oh, hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, if if you pull up incarcerated Scarfaces on Wikipedia, like if I if I bring up the track list, there were a lot of bangers on there. Actually, let me let me pull it up on my phone here. Only built for. Yeah, so you talk about one of the best Wu Tang albums out there. Uh, it had it had so many so many bangers on there, and I'm 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 trying to pull up the track list here. Um, oh, track listing. Here we go. Like uh, you had Criminology. You had Rainy Rainy Days with Ghostface Killer, Blue Raspberry. Can it be all so simple? The remix, um, verbal intercourse with Nas, uh, had a unique beat right there, unique sample. Wu Gambinos with Method Man, RZA, Master Killer, and Ghostface. You, you talk, I'd say like it's like a perfect uh, solo Wu Tang album. But to say it's like it's the best, you can make a case for for it being the best, but. I, I'm gonna have to really think about that because, yeah. like, Ghostface Supreme clientele is like this is where, this is where, <laughs> this is where we need to have bad laugh. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. But yeah, uh, so yeah, that's that's a 26 year old album, still bangs. Um, also, uh, going back 24 years ago, on August 1st, 1997, this was the dark days of films where where if you were a black comic book fan you had to make do with the movies that came out and and, and on this day on august 1st 97 we had spawn oh i thought it was steel nah spawn came Sp- out <laughs> spawn came out on that day spawn was cool it was cool for its time it didn't necessarily age well no i mean perfect casting for michael jai white i agree yeah yeah Teresa Randall did nail Wanda Blake, but the studios came and just fucked it all up. Yeah, that was with that's one of the th- that's one of the one of the moments. And shout out to David Peisner for this one, mm-hmm. where the suits came and messed it up. Yeah, that that is true. Um, wasn't, I, that, wasn't it Warner Brothers too? Um, no, no, that was New Line Cinema. Yeah, New Line. They just. Yeah, New Line Cinema produced uh, Spawn. Um, I will produce Mortal Kombat. Yeah, but I will say like John Leguizamo, and I know you're gonna you're gonna say this was the intent, but his character was le- clown was legitimately annoying. Like, turn the movie off, annoying. Like, there's annoying to where like where you understand why the character is, but there's still there's still some likability there that you want to follow that character. But John Leguizamo's performance was such that I wanted to turn the movie off. That's how off-putting he was. It was just a character. It didn't really. It didn't get to me that way because it was just a character. And back in 1997, it was all about Spawn mm-hmm. and Wizard magazines. Yes, that that was true. I don't know nothing about Wizard magazines. <laughs> yeah, Wizard magazine. It was it was the main publication for comic book nerds everywhere at the time. But like I said, back then, like these were these were the dark days of comic book movies. If you were a black fan, like for example, like all we had back then was Spawn, Blank Man. Meteor Man and Shaquille O'Neal Steel. That's all we had. First of all, Blank Man is a legend. No, he's not. Blank Man is a legend. Kyle? Blank Man sucked. That movie sucked back then. It sucks now. It su- it'll suck forever. That movie was garbage. <laughs> was it meant to be a um, art house Oscar nominated? It was not meant for it. Of course. Just- of course it wasn't, but even what it, even what it was trying it was to probably do. Probably for stoners. 
Oh my god! Eat, like oh god! Like that's legit. Even I if I'd love to see you eat it out. Wait, you did? I did see you eat it out, bro. Even even if even if the intent is just to be a, a simple comedy, Blank Man failed on that level. Blank Man sucked. Steel was embarrassing. Uh, Meteor Man. I mean, Robert Townsend didn't make a lot of clunkers, so it's like yeah, par for the course. Media, media Man was fun, and that, you don't underestimate the cast of Media Man. That was just an all-star cast of just. I mean, it had it had a fine cast, but the movie was just like, what <laughs> are we, like, like what are we doing here, man? Like, I mean, now nowadays, nowadays, like you know, you know, black fans, you know, nowadays, like they have it good. They've got it good with like with Black Panther. They got it good with you know Captain America and the Winter Soldier. You know, uh, uh, you're just going ahead and just spoiling that show for people. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, like, like it's. The, like, like black fans of today have it good, but back then it the struggle was real, man. Blank we, man. we had to make do. Blank man crawled, so Black Panther could walk, sir. I, am I right, sir. Sir? sir? sir, let me tell you something right now. Let me tell you something right now. Is it true, Aaron? Even though, I I would give that honor to Blade, and Blade wasn't a superhero. Blade was just a like a, a an antihero. Anti yeah. So he can't really be included in the conversation. And guess what? What? Blank man crawled, so Blade, so Blade can walk, and Black Panther could run. No, no, you will, you will not. Aaron, am I correct? You will not put Blank Man in that same continuity with Blade. How dare you? I did it. How dare you? I did it. I mean, look, it, Aaron, the, the struggle was you, real. You, see, see. This is when, this is when I need my my time, my variant, Chris <laughs> on here, on the line. Listen. Okay, your variant's on right now. But I'm saying, if my variant was on Chris, he would have told, he would have agreed a hundred percent with me. Listen, man, look, look, blank, blank man was an insult. It was like, eh, let's just let's just put let's Damon Wayans is popular, right? That's that's what what the what the young black kids like. Let's just put him in a costume and call it a day. That's that's what it was. It no, was, it was, yeah, it was. It was greatness. It was not greatness. It was greatness. What would you rather choose, Blake Man or Kazam? You, don't don't give me that Blake choice, Man or Kazam. You gotta choose. <laughs> you know what? I choose Kazam. I'm gonna choose Kazam. You choose a Kazam. You're choosing Kazam over Blake Man. Yeah, I'll choose Kazam. Damn it! That's right. Your variant. Agrees with me. Without Blank Man and Meteor Man, we wouldn't have gotten Black Pan. No, 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 no. That that's that's your variant. I I don't think. First of all, I'm pretty sure that when 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 Ryan Coogler and Kevin Feige got together to to make Black Panther, they weren't thinking about Blank Man. Oh, they weren't. But the road was the, but the road was paved. I will say that I'll, I'll I'll give that honor to Spawn. Spawn was even as bad as Spawn the movie was back in '97. I'll say that was the one that that crawled so that so that black you know superhero cinema of today can run and walk. They still did it too. I'll, I'll include that in the conversation as well. But you gotta give flowers when flowers is due. I ain't giving no flowers to Blank Man. I I, won't, I wouldn't even give dead dead wilted flowers to Blank Man. Blank Man. <laughs> I, you know, I hope it's not. I, I I hope it's not streaming anywhere. I hope I hope Blank Man is inaccessible, 
And I hope that the only way you can watch that movie is if you either rent it or buy a rare overpriced DVD copy. It's on Voodoo. Voodoo. You would have to play it. You would have to. Well, you pretty much just have to pay for it anyways. Well, there you go. And nobody we know has Voodoo. Blank, man. (laughs) What up, TJ? Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, Spawn was released uh, back then. Um, uh, Aaron Ferguson says uh, the struggle—the struggle was real in, in the '90s, but they paved the way along with Spawn and Blade. And Tyrone Johnson, <laughs> Ty, Tyrone Johnson the second is revoking my black card. Oh, we've done that millions of times before. You revoke my black card because why? Because I don't want to give Blank Man its flowers. Or Meteor Man, its flowers, or or, or 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 Steel. Would you give Steel its flowers? If it's on Steel, it's on HBO Max too. Listen, man. <laughs> listen, listen. For for me, hist- black superhero film history began with Blade in 1998. Actually, no, no. I'm gonna be generous. It began with Spawn in August 1st, 1997. Then Blade took the football and ran with it ever since all the other stuff like blank man meteor man no that's it's not definite suspension it's it, those movies are not real to me therefore they do not exist so poof vamoose son of a kiss Just anyway record, you still said it so they already do that like lynn digpin was in that movie what movie blank man she played the chief and where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Yes. You know she died? I know she did, yeah. Oh, so sad. All right, yeah. go ahead. Anyway, <laughs> um, getting getting back on the horse here. Um, uh, 20 years ago, mm. on August 2nd, 2001, an underrated ho- uh, horror movie came out starring Nicole Kidman, The Others. Have you I seen that? that? No. The others, very good, very good uh, horror film with a really nice twist, very uh, Alfred Hitchcock uh, esque. Um, definitely an an underrated uh, horror film. Um, really, really good. Definitely check it out. The others, it might be available on streaming. Um, Nineteen years ago, on August second, two thousand two, M Night Shyamalan's Signs was released in theaters. Have you seen Signs? Never. Never sat down to watch it. Signs, I'm gonna say, uh, is it's an enjoyable movie. I'm gonna give it that. Like M Night Shyamalan, like he, like the suspense in the film, he did it, it was, it's well paced, but it falls apart at the end because because it's it's like an alien invasion movie. Yeah. But do you mind if I spoil it? All right. Basically, the aliens' main weakness is water. And they invade planet Earth. What would you say from what movie? What movie had the best aliens? The best aliens? Oh, that's that's a. I have to really sit and think about that, because I, I guess it depends on what you're looking for. Like, um, if I if I went if I went with like the xenomorphs and like the aliens movies, that's that's more like you know monster movies in space basically. Um, I, 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 you can go with like someone, any any one of the creatures in Star Wars or Star Trek. Um, uh, Independence Day was my favorite ones because no motherfuckers was ruthless. Oh, they were. They just came in and just bombed shit. Didn't even want to just explore. 
Yeah. Didn't even try to just say, we're going to come over here and take over and then kill everybody. Mm. Nope. Just show, just showed up bombing shit. Yep. Bombing landmarks everywhere. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and Tyrone said that their main weakness in the movie Signs, their main weakness was bacteria. Yeah. Bacteria and water. Like, it's like, what? Yeah, I think that that definitely began the decline for M Night Shyamalan's movies in terms of quality, because he he was coming off of Sixth Sense and Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. Then Signs was like it showed signs of decline. Then The Village was like, oh man, you missed the mark. And then The Happening happened with Mark Wahlberg, where he plays a science teacher. It's like, oh, the the plants are killing us. What's going on? No, no, yeah, but yeah, Signs came. But, yeah, the latest trilogy kind of gave him a resurgence. Yeah, it kind of did. Um, so yeah, so that was signs. And uh, last but not least for this week's retrospective, uh, seven years ago on August first, twenty fourteen, Guardians of the Galaxy came to theaters. I can't stop this feeling. Yeah, Gu- one of my favorite MCU movies. I one saw- of mine too. Yep, I saw it twice in the theater. I I saw it once, but then like I remember watching it with Wilson. Wilson Wilson went with me to see it, and it was his second time. He's like, "Yo, you gotta watch Guardians." I'm like, "All right, I watch Guardians." Mm-hmm. And then that part, we are grew. I was like, <gasps> and then Wilson, he just looked. He's like, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guardians Guardians was yeah. dope. Um, volume right. two was a disappointment, unfortunately. I'm I'm a, you know what. Now that I think about it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch Guardians of Two eventually. I'm gonna give it a second chance. Okay. You um, gave Thor Ragnarok. You shitted on Thor Ragnarok, and you gave it a second chance. And you wind up liking it. I did, I did. Um, but I'm gonna give Guardians Two a second chance. Uh, but Part One is still my favorite. Yeah, I mean, Part One is definitely better. I will say that. But yeah. Part Two had its mo- Part Two had its moments, and I enjoy. It. I yeah. still enjoy Part Two. Um, mm-hmm. Damn it, I had um, lost my train of thought. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, that was this week's uh, Codex retrospective. Um, we'll ha- we'll have more next week, some more good ones. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, so yeah, let, let us know what you think. Um, uh, what, let us know what you think of um, you know black superhero cinema in the '90s. How whack was it? Uh, let us know by Codex Prime Podcast at gmail dot com. It was a struggle. Yes, it was. But you put some respect on Blank Man's name. I will never do that. Uh, you will do it. You will do it, and you will like it, sir. I, I, I will not. I, Bl- Blank Man does not deserve anybody's respect. He doesn't deserve anyone's time. John Aponic said, "I likely infected Vic's hate for <laughs> MCU films." You likely inf- No, I mean. You gotta understand the standards are low. I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll give. Uh, I mean, for 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 John, like he 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 did he did praise Black Widow. He did say it was excellent. He did. Um, I mean, I mean, John John is still hanging on the original Suicide Squad. He swears it's still fun. He swears by that. You know what? Let, let. But but the DCEU is 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 has been on the come up. It, we have bangers. We got Shazam. We got Wonder Woman. We got eighty four Wonder Woman. Nope. We got Aquaman. We got nope. Birds of Prey. Birds oh. of Prey is. You know what? Birds of Prey is on the level of Guardians 2. I said it. No, no. You're wrong. You know why? Because Birds of Prey is better than Guardians 2. No. It is no. Be- Yes, it is. No. And first first of first of all, 
First Ooh. of all, um, you, you we can get Jim Savard on the line too. You're, you're you're gonna give Birds of Prey its due respect because, mind you, we had a guest on the show whom you know, yeah, who was who was on that who was in that movie. So, quite frankly, you need you need to show some res- put some respect on its name. Birds of Prey is one of the best DC films yeah, made. Okay, yes, big shout outs to Anisha. Mm-hmm. I am a fan of. Her work, but not the movie. The the movie's great. The the the, the, the mo- birds Birds of Prey is better than Blank Man. It is better than any of the nineties black okay, that cinema. I'll, that'll definitely. I mean, it, 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 it's a low bar, mind you. Yeah. But but I'll, I'll I'll say this: Blank uh, Blank Man, Birds of Prey is better than Thor: The Dark World. It's better than the uh, the, the first Thor. It's better than Guardians Two. Um, no. I will say it's better than Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp. No, not at all. Um, no, Ant Man was the first Ant Man was great. First Ant Man was very fun, but I'm gonna say I enjoy it. No, I'm gonna say Birds of Prey is better than that. No, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna no. say it. Um, um, what else? I'm gonna say Birds of Prey is better than Iron Man two and three. It's better than the Incredible. Three, I'll give you. Better three, than three, I'll give you. Two was two. Two was fun. Yeah, I have fun with two, and I watch it with my clients all the time. We have like a select few movies. Okay. You know how many times I watch Infinity War? Oh, like 50? Oh, keep going. Damn, more than 50? Shit. We only got a select few, so I'm just... And here's the thing. They don't care. Hmm. They watch that movie too. All right. Um, it helps the day go by fast. What, what else? I, I do not need to take a drug test at the end of this. Listen, Birds of Prey is also better than, like I said, the Iron Man sequels. Um, let me see. Let me think of some other MCU movies that we watched. This is Vic Hayden uh, for the sake of Hayden. It's better than Captain Marvel. I'll tell you that. Birds of Prey is better than Captain Marvel. On par. Not on par. It's better than Captain Marvel. Um, can, you, can you recite Infinity War yet? Certain parts I can. <laughs> Certain parts, yes. So so listen. And I got the steel book of Birds of Prey. So quite frankly, you need to pay it some respect. No, that's your money you decide to waste. No, 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 no. It's, it's money well spent. Listen. I mean, like we all have our, we all have our purchasing blunders. No, I, I you do, but I don't. Uh, yeah, I did buy, I did buy like a fake leather jacket before. <laughs> why, why, why did you buy a fake leather jacket? Because I wanted to be cool at the time. Oh, Carl. It, it was a mega jacket. It was a mega jacket. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I was inspired by that show, Robin Big. <laughs> Some respect on that show. I have never heard of Robin Big. You never heard of Robin Big with Rob Deerdeck and Christopher Big Black Boykin? May he may he rest in peace. No. Let me tell you something. My grandmother, the late great Pastor Mary Ann Jones, actually loved that show. Okay. Like she would just watch it with me. She's like, Carl, these guys have nothing else better to do, and I love it. Hmm. My grandmother was a fan of Dave Chappelle's. Okay. Yeah. Chappelle, man. She was not like all other grandmas. So, so yeah, man. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, DCEU, you put some respect on their catalog. Yes, I will be the first to admit that there are some major blunders in the DCEU catalog, like Batman vs. Superman and Suicide Squad. Okay. I always take a shit on a copy of that movie. What? what Suicide Squad? Yeah. The first one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, anybody Absolutely. Would. Yeah, but but yo, DCEU has more be- more hits than misses. I'm gonna tell you that. You have you seen Shazam? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, I told you, you saw the, the DC box that I had. Yeah. But those are all DVDs, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, you can watch them in high definition on uh, HBO. You know? So, yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Um, anything else, Carl? Anything else in your mind? Ah, uh, yes. Um, I do want to, on a serious note, I do want to give a huge... We are getting a lot of uh, international viewers, but... Oh, okay. Yeah. On a serious note, um, I do want to get give a huge uh, shout out to one of our biggest supporters, uh, Gary uh, Husky Hero Threats. Uh, he's just been having a really tough time, and he actually uh, recorded the last episode of his um, of his podcast, Husky Heroes and um, Healthy Heroines. So, uh, and he's you know he's been a huge supporter of us. Yep. In uh, UWO as well, he definitely uh, gave us some shout-outs. So, yeah, I just want to wish him the best. You know how to reach me if you need me. Mm-hmm. I'll be checking in as well. Yeah, speedy recovery because I know what you're going through mm. all too well. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, get well soon, man. And, uh, yeah, uh, with our with our show, uh, Codex Prime, you can catch us every Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, 8 p.m. ish Eastern. Uh, or on Facebook Live. Um, you can also catch all of our uh, episodes on audio via uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, where you can hit us up with that five star review, uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and pretty much wherever else you can find podcasts. Just Google us, and you can find us uh, there. Um, let me see. Uh, you can also follow us on social media: Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast and Twitter at Codex Prime Cast. Man, just gave you the whole rundown. Yeah. And buy our merch. Crafty Canto Cuts. Yes. Absolutely. And um, I'm looking at the comments here. Tyrone Johnson keeps hating on my endeavors, saying that I feel like I'm watching the movie Get Out live. <laughs> okay. First of all, first of all, Tyrone. Well, get Out is greatness. So. Great, get, get Out is truly greatness. I can't wait for Jordan Peele's next movie, movie coming out next year. It's called Nope. nope. Yeah. That, that's going to be dope. But yeah, Tyrone, stop hating. Um, Vic has a creepy Mister Rogers tone to him. Okay, first of all, Tyrone, see, I don't understand why you're hating. On, on first of all, Tyrone, what what I what I what I need you to do is acknowledge me. You need to acknowledge me as your tribal chief. Acknowledge me as the head of the Codex Prime table. The table that I built along with Arison Maurice. The table that I built with my hands. And I perfected. Yeah, nobody's talking about you, Janetti. Listen, you, you need Excuse me, Otis. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. Listen, man. Um uh but but yes, uh but yes, Tyrone, stop hating. And first, and also, um, uh, and, th- and thank you, to, thank you to the friend of the show, John Haponic. He says that your hatred is not really hatred for these MCU films and praise for Birds of Prey was magical. Yeah, he jumped the he Vic. jumped the gun. But here's a fun uh, fun fact about that quote: "Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis." Mm-hmm. All the other original Temptations are dead. They're still performing. Otis is the only one still perform, and Otis is still actively performing. Oh, damn. Wow. So you know what that means? What? Everybody's going to see Otis. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's a 
win? What? 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 Yeah, it's it's a sad win. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, like you you winning by. Yeah, it's like it's like life life gave you gave everybody else lemons and you just sipping the lemonade now. <laughs> but uh. But yeah, man. Um, but yeah, thank y'all for watching. Uh, thank y'all for, for, for you know take, spending some time with us. You know, nerding it up on the Codex Prime podcast. Uh, be sure to you know hit up HBO Max and watch your favorite DCEU film. Uh, watch Birds of Prey. Show that film some love. Um, also, uh, uh, Blank Man. I mean, don't bother. I mean, thankfully, Blank Man is only available on DVD. And who's gonna I will watch Hereditary if you watch Blank Man? Are you are you serious? Yeah. Okay. All right. Before before we sign off, people, we, we need to confirm this. Carl Bird. Yes. You are saying yes that if I watch Blank Man, yes, you will watch Hereditary. Yes. I I should give you a second one just to even it out. Okay. Watch Blank Man and Media Man. Nah, cause this one's gotta be. Good. I'll think of one over the over the next week. Okay. And then I'll, but I will put her. I will watch Hereditary for something. Mm-hmm. Something torturous. Okay. I mean, you you did mention Cannibal Holocaust in the beginning in the earlier in the episode. I did. Uh. Oh. Okay. Okay. Um. So so basically like if I watch Blank Man, you'll watch Hereditary. You kinda gotta even it out though. Even even it out. Okay, alright. Um Alright. So so basically if I watch Cannibal Holocaust, you'll watch Hereditary. <laughs> it's Hereditary I think Hereditary is available on Hulu, right? I think I think uh, I j- yeah. Okay. I can't promise you it'll be next week. Or the week after. I can't promise you that either. But I, I, I will say one. But you know what? We'll shake on it right here. All right. You, you, <laughs> you see it here, people. At some point soon, um, I don't know. I can't make any promises. Victor Omoyo will sit down and watch the notorious Cannibal Holocaust. And it better not take a year, Mr. Limitless. <laughs> it will not take a year. Within the next, like, maybe three Four weeks or so. Okay. I will watch Cannibal Holocaust. <sighs> yep. Everything about this is is totally a good idea. <laughs> in the so in exchange, Carl will watch Hereditary Carl to complete Hereditary. Yeah. the Ari Aster trilogy. So you heard it here first, people. Might as well <laughs> might as well complete it. Yeah, you're right. All right. So 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 there so there it is, people. Um uh yeah, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. Uh, th- uh, thank you to friends of the show, John Haponic and uh, 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 AK, uh, as well as um, you know Kyle and Dina in the chat. Um, uh, Tyrone Johnson, stop hating on my endeavors. Love you, you know, brother. You know, get your money up and try to be like me, fam. Anyway, uh, we will catch you on the flip. He does surpass you on that one. I mean, um, what, what, whatever. He does. <laughs> All right, all right. Let, let, let me rephrase. Tyrone Johnson, go to hell. Anyway, thank that, that you. That was unnecessary. Anyway, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later. <laughs>